understanding. Well, there, welcome, uh, radio and podcast listeners. Thank you so much for joining me today for the greater good. I'm your host, Barton Smith, and our time together is dedicated to engaging with our community members. Those take the time, make the effort, and invest their energy to improve the quality of our lives, the lives of those around us, the neighbors in our wonderful community, if you would. And today, I've got a special guest with me. Um, last week when I met with uh, Joanna Hines and Ed Hines, we had mentioned Keller Street Co-Work. Well, this week I am fortunate enough to have the community director for Keller Street Co-Work as my guest, and she has a really uh, wonderful and interesting background. So I think we're going to start right there. Uh, I'm going to introduce Danielle Strobel, and uh, Danielle comes to us. Just a real quick background with a degree in accounting, um, something she figured she just needed to do because she'd been doing accounting all her life. Here's a fun one for a lot of folks. 20 years in the auto racing industry. I believe we're going to learn a little bit more about that. And then uh, she had mentioned 38 moves from the time she was 16 years old. And I hope happy to land in Petaluma because we are certainly happy to have this mother of two. Danielle, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. Thanks, Barton. Thanks. I'm excited to be here. I'm a little nervous, but I'm excited. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we can have both. That's okay. That's all right. Well, Danielle, first I'm going to hit. I had a quote uh, that I um, had last week. And I read this one to you actually at Kelsey Cowork when we were there one day. And uh, so I just wanted to uh, make sure that I followed up to make sure I gave the appropriate credit uh, to folks that uh, who had put that quote together. And if I could find the quote right here. So again, once again, the quote was, um, our customary mindset about who we are may even undermine our ability to have a say in the things, uh, sorry, undermine our ability to have a say in the way things go from here. Our customary mindset about who we are may even undermine our ability to have a say in the way things go from here. I just love that quote. I love the depth to it and really what it connotates about the subconscious actually playing a role and you don't even know it. So I'm, I'm really loving this book. It's called The Art of Possibility by Rosamund Zander and Benjamin Zander. The Art of Possibility. So, Danielle, The Art of Possibility. You have turned <laughs> the old twit building into Keller Street co-work and uh, landed in a perfect position for our show, the community director. Talk a little bit about that and, and what, you, what you love about that. Uh, I have to say that I am honestly in this moment, it's like a dream come true for me. Keller Street co-work is... Um, everything that I didn't know I needed in my life up until the last probably five or six years. And then there was a moment in which I realized that the thing that I wanted to do in my life, which always felt like was bigger than me, I just didn't know what it was, um, turns out to be Color Street Co-Work. And it's a, it's a community. It's building this collaborative, creative uh, community vibe in a space that's, I mean, drop-dead gorgeous. I mean, I'm not going to be shy about it. (laughs) It's gorgeous. Um, And so I'm I'm in this place where, like I said, it's a dream come true. Keller Street has introduced me to a community within a community in Petaluma. I've lived here for six years now, and I honestly feel like I've met more people, actually, just since we've launched, uh, sorry, 13 weeks ago. Um than I have in the last six years. And they're great people. That's what's even better. It's like we've created this space that, um, I don't know, I just feel so lucky to be a part of. Yeah, yeah. Well, definitely has an awesome vibe. But what I love about it is the fact that uh, you are the community director for that. And community is one of, absolutely one of my favorite words. And that's probably why I love mm-hmm. being there and working there and everything. But 
um, having that opportunity that you do to share and bring people together is particularly exciting as well. But how did you land in, in this opportunity, having been in Petaluma for uh, six years, which is a pretty extended time period for you, apparently. <laughs> it is, actually. I've moved a few times within Petaluma, but for sure being in this community for six years is, is one of my longer records. Right, 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 right. right. Um, I have to dive right in on that, too. But um, so, so what brought you to this opportunity? So I, as you mentioned earlier in the intro, I did work for 20 years in car racing, and in a roundabout way, that landed me here in Sonoma County. Um, I, quote, retired about two and a half years ago, but prior to that, I had, I think I had kind of plateaued, and I was starting to feel around in my mind what was next for me. Um, Is that because you had raced sprint cars and then dragsters and then NASCAR? <laughs> and then you, like, no, random. It was super random. I actually got my degree in accounting, as you mentioned, and I went to work in the Midwest in Indianapolis for a racing company just as an accountant, to be quite honest. Mm-hmm. Um, and being the overachiever that I am, I couldn't sit still, so I worked my way up through the company. And, at, you know, in, the, in a few years, I was traveling the IndyCar circuit. I was managing director of two companies within a group, um, and the group actually did NASCAR, we did sports car racing, we did IndyCar racing, and um, the, the dog just kind of evolved. So it, it's hard work. It was fun. Um, it's definitely a little bit like being in the entertainment industry, um, and after a while when you want to settle down and have children, it's not conducive to that. So I retired. <laughs> yeah, I love to use the word retired because yeah, I'm, I'm not retirement age. Yeah. <laughs> Um, (laughs) And I ended up in Sonoma County, and um, then I ended up in Petaluma because I wanted to live closer to San Francisco than I was. I was in Sonoma for a while, which was absolutely beautiful. I just felt like I needed a little more edge, um, but I didn't really have the means to make it all the way down to the city. So um, I started working on my own. I started my own business. I was consulting small companies and freelancers on creating their own businesses. And interestingly, my specialty was in kind of business development, business building, and productivity. But I was having this conversation with every one of my clients, and it was, I can help you carve out all of the time and space that you need to do all of these things to build your business, um, give you all of these tools. But if we're carving out time and space for you to do something that you're really not that into, then what's the point? I felt like I was having these conversations again and again. People, they find something that they love, they turn it into a business, and then somehow it gets lost in translation and it just becomes a duty. And I I didn't want to work like that in my life any longer, and I didn't want to see other people do the same. So my business coaching started turning into more um, life coaching and lifestyle design, and, and I did a lot of work around that myself personally. I did a lot of studying around it as well. Um, and I got connected to a client who was a design agency here in Petaluma, and that's where, to come full circle on the conversation, I met the owners of the building of Keller Street Cowork. And I had a wonderful idea. Um, It's not a new idea, but it was a twist on an idea that already existed, and that was to create this community. And um, it needed to be collaborative. It needed to be beautiful and creative and really 
um, encompass what Petaluma is about because I felt while I hadn't been really integrated into the community, I needed to be. And I felt that there were probably a lot of other people who needed that as well. Mm-hmm. And this was the perfect place to do it. So mm-hmm. through that work with the design agency, I got connected to the owners of the building. One thing led to another, and we created this beautiful um, partnership and created a beautiful space to go along with it. Yeah. You've really drawn a really nice uh, bunch of folks. Oh, there. my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I and I think, yeah. I like that. So, um, so it's kind of uh, interesting because last week Joanna was on, and she is a life coach. Mm-hmm. And here I've met you, and you're a life coach. I feel like I might be in a transition. Somebody's trying to tell you something. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I don't know how I got here, but I'm here and surrounded by these people. And I'm like, oh, um, so, so what I like do like about uh, that tremendously is the fact that it seems that your position kind of followed your instincts mm-hmm. almost, and and you're I mean you went from you know, marketing and, and grinding in the business and, and racing and traveling, apparently mm-hmm. tremendous amount, uh, probably not really having a very much of a community base. Exactly. Okay. And so um, this, I, I love, is that, do you find that often with, with business coaching that people stumble into that? And are you worried about it turning into <laughs> that duty for you now? Um, it could happen because that's my nature is to really take things uber seriously and get perfectionist. Um, mindset about things, Mm -hmm. but I have done a lot of work around this idea that I want to create a life that is integrated as opposed to balanced. Mm -hmm. So uh, the conversation right now is very heavy about work-life balance, and I don't necessarily buy into that. I feel like it's all about integration and alignment, and if I'm going to spend X number of hours a week working, I want to do something that's really meaningful that makes me happy, gives me, um, you know, for me, I have to feel connected. I have to feel collaborative. I have to feel creative. So I wanted to find work that allowed that. And if I'm going to spend crazy hours working because I'm launching a business, at least I'm doing something that's meaningful to me and um, integrative in my life. Yeah. So, so you're, you're going to really work to produce this at Keller Street Coworkers mm-hmm. as well, because I can see the momentum of our office is already heading that direction. So I'm really excited to where this where this leads uh, for you. Um, and I had a, a thought in there with regards to your um, kind of the evolution of those, and you're being able to almost avoid it becoming a duty because of integrating those components. How do you? I mean, how would somebody in a regular job like me as a realtor kind of find that? I mean, how do how do we find that within yeah. something that we'd enjoy? I think uh, anybody can find it, and the real work comes at the beginning of determining how you want to feel. Quite honestly, how do you want to feel in your life and in your work? And we can drill that down, and you know, a lot of coaches can do this with you. But you know, there are exercises and that type of thing that can drill down. But what I did was decide, like, what is it that I want to feel? And when I get into scenarios which could potentially lead to, for example, burnout or frustration, I take a step back and I ask myself, what can I do in this moment, literally, to make me feel creative or collaborative or you know, community-oriented. What? How can I walk away from my desk and in the next 10 minutes feel one of those things? Mm. And it can be as simple as 
the coloring picture that we have on the yeah. wall in my office, right? Oh, I need to feel creative, so I'm just going to pull out some markers and color. Because what it does is it just kind of changes gears for me and allows me to take take that beat, take that breath that I need to. And if you get into the habit of asking yourself that question daily, weekly, monthly, and you can drill it out as far as you want throughout the year, throughout the f- next five years, um, Get yourself into the habit of asking that question, and whatever that answer is, do something immediate, mm-hmm. and you will become, you will, you'll get into this habit, and your life will all of a sudden start doing that daily, weekly. Mm-hmm. Right. So it seems like you mm-hmm. develop an awareness. It's very so, much about awareness, yeah. but you do have to do the work and figure out what, what those words are for you, what those feelings are for right. you. Right. Ask the question, and then mm-hmm. take action on that. Exactly. And, and even for me, because um, I'm spending a lot more time in the office than I really anticipated when I got there, um, is lately just jumping out of the office and going for a walk, mm-hmm. you know, and you can walk up into the neighborhood, you can walk downtown, you can walk over for a cup of coffee or something like that. So I feel like the, the location is really beneficial for us, but just getting in that, that habit by asking the question and taking action, even if it's the teeniest little thing. Totally. Yeah. So, um, uh, imbalance. Right. There's, 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 I've heard over the number of years with real estate and everything like this, like you have to have balance and balance and balance. And then finally I heard somebody say, no, it, you just have to manage imbalance because there is no balance, mm-hmm. right? It swings back and forth hardcore on, on you at times. So thoughts on imbalance and living in imbalance or what that might mean to you? Yeah. Um, you know, to actually reference something that Joanna mentioned last week, which I was, um, let me tell you, Joanna and I have had some amazing conversations and she's yeah. a wonderful, wonderful human. Yeah. Um, reframing that term imbalance, I think is ideal. Mm-hmm. Um, integration, as I mentioned, I like to use the word alignment. Some people feel it might be a little too touchy feeling, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. um, you know, everything comes in chapters and in waves and, you know, this may be a period of my life in which work is very heavily, um, it's, it's a very big component of my day every day. And, I'm okay with that as long as the things that are part of my personal life can become a part of that. Or, you know, whether it's mm-hmm. integrating my children into my work or thinking about how do I get creative in my work, that type of thing. I don't think um, balance is going to exist because you're going to, it, it's just going to be offset from one direction to the other. And balance also indicates that you potentially only have two components, right? And I don't know many people who only have two components to their life. Yeah. It's a two-year-old across the street. <laughs> well, yeah. they have three, eat, sleep, and, you know. Yeah, right. So. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, I just, I think that reframing that imbalance to um, just align everything that's in your life to be enjoyable. And one thing's going to be heavier than another throughout a period of time, but that's going to shift. Yeah. And being okay with that. Yeah, nice, nice. Thank you for that. So, what what are some of the things you have two children? Mm-hmm. And so, what are some of the ways that you are imparting this upon the two children? Because I think you have a teenager and a four. Six, uh, he's just four. He just, just turned four, yeah, four and she's twelve, oh. going on twenty-two. I yep. think. Um, yeah, all the parents of twelve-year-olds understand that. Um, mostly, I, I have to say that when we talk about the greater good, yeah. I think about both of my kids in different ways. For example, as a mother of a daughter, you tend to shift your mindset when you first have a daughter. I'm like, how are you going to change the world to make it better for women? Mm. Um, And I do think that's an important component. But I'm going to tell you, when I had my son, it was even more like, oh, 
I think I'm here to help teach my son how to treat women, his sister, you know, anybody better. But it just, it felt like that connected with me even more. Um, maybe because I'm, you know, men <laughs> are a little, I mean, let's yeah. be honest. Here. Maybe the Clearly. urgency <laughs> to the matter <laughs> is what inspired um, you there. Yeah. But back to the whole greater good, I think that I'm very, very, very passionate about all of the learning that I have been doing in my early 40s. I wish that I can find a way to impart those wisdoms to children my daughter's age so that um, all of the great stuff that's happening for me now can happen for her at an earlier age because maybe she's more aware of herself and what's important to her and what's important to humans in general and being able to get back to that integration and, and understand that life is an experience. It's not just a series of happenings. Um, it's not just a, a journey that you take by inertia. Mm -hmm. It's all very, mm -hmm. um, you know, you can, you can make that journey, whatever it is. And a lot of women my age um, go through this learning period right now. They start discovering who they really are and they start understanding that Maybe what other people think is not quite as important as what they thought, so they start becoming more true to who they are. How wonderful would it be for our Earth if people my daughter's age kind of started learning that a little bit younger? Imagine the change that they can um, make if they felt empowered at a younger age. That's what I'm really um, passionate about. So I do talk to my daughter a lot about that. I do talk to her about my work a ton. When I go home and I have a difficult day or even a wonderful day, I share it with her and I think, do you have any advice? You know, and sometimes she's got really great advice. And sometimes she's like, just go to the candy store. <laughs> um, with so, some reframing. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. You just need some taffy, mom. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a conversation I have with my daughter. I'm very very um, married to this idea that more information, obviously within reason, um, is good for her. Yeah. I think her understanding life as much as possible now is, is great. Right. And I'm working with uh, myself mainly in how to communicate with my 13-year-old and 17-year-old daughters um, with regard to um, understanding and having enough information but not stressing about it because, you know, as you kind of alluded to, it's like, I mean, you really do choose, certainly you choose how to respond to situations in your life. I mean, I, I firmly, firmly believe that, even as extreme as it may sound to some, I think that you choose how you react and how you feel about a situation. It doesn't happen to you. You choose how it happens. I mean, it might be dictated by, you know, environmental condition and family and all that kind of stuff, but it's there. And that's one of the reasons why I like that quote in The Art of Possibility, right? Yeah. Um, but as to how to impart this information and incorporate them as much as possible without making them feel stressed about the need um, to either accomplish very quickly, like my 17-year-old is working very, very hard in school and overbooked, you know, and stressing out, and, you know, I, I, I'm worried about her, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and so, you know, my mind is swirling around that, but imparting upon our children without... With, but helping them reduce their stress, mm -hmm. particularly in the sight of social media, uh, stresses and anxieties and what the social media and access to that is doing. I don't, I don't know if you have any thoughts on that, but 
Well, social media is heavy on our radar right now, right? Uh, especially on the young on the young kids. Um, like I said, I'm a firm believer in more information is better. Um, if you can have that conversation in a moderated tone, if you can have it in uh, or outside of the moment, whatever the conversation moment Ooh, is. Um, <laughs> now, let me tell you, I, am, <laughs> I don't necessarily <laughs> practice what I preach. Uh, I try, but I will say, you know, I have heard so many mothers give me this advice, and maybe this will work for you as well. The best time to have a conversation is in the car because you're not looking at each other eye to eye. There's not a lot of pressure, and you can just bring up the conversation very casually. And Oh, so easy to integrate a big talk into a small topic when you're in the car. And so many moms I know have learned more about what their kids are up to, have probably imparted better wisdom, um, and also, you have to be a little bit distracted because you're driving, right? So you can't fly off the handle. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So try it. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I think all the ladies in my family would hope that it's only like a two-minute commute across the room before I bring anything up. I mean, let me tell you, my daughter, it, like, refuses to talk about anything. She is, you know, tight-lipped, not because she doesn't want to share. She's just... She's not that kind of touchy-feely communicator person. Mm-hmm. So I do have to get really creative with how I, you know, have conversations with her. So yeah. think outside the box. There are no rules. Do what works for you. Right, <laughs> so right. Three bits of it, information. That's great. And we have to get it from each other because it just blows me away that some of this education doesn't show up in school, right? Oh, we get to learn all these other yes. things except for these, you know communication thing. It's true. It's true. Um, I want to say one more thing about that is I feel, I truly believe life is an experience and I lived my entire life for so long on, I just did what was supposed to happen next. And I don't even know where these ideas of supposed to came in my mind, Mm -hmm. but I didn't, until I was in my 40s, I never made a life choice deliberately. I followed whatever was like next on the path. And I have no regrets. I'm not saying that I've lived a difficult life. Um, I've had my challenges and I've had some amazing moments. But I can't say, oh, I chose to do this. It never happened that way. And that is the piece of wisdom that I would try and change with my daughter. I would say, Make that choice. Decide what it is you want to do and go for it. And then if you change your mind, great. Do something else. But do it because you chose to do it, mm-hmm. not because it was just the next step in the path of running it. Right. Or an expectation that you believe someone else might have of you. Right. Right. I for sure. That. Yeah. For sure. Um, yeah. So talk to me a little bit about what you would like to see um, or twofold, right? One, I want to ask you a little bit about what you do on a daily basis to contribute to the community. Actually, I've seen one thing that you do, and you <laughs> like me in this regard. I love it. I've seen you walking downtown and picking up trash before. I've oh, yeah. the corner of my eye, picking up something out of the gutter, the sidewalk, and throwing it in the trash yeah. can. So thank you so much oh, for doing that. I love that, you know? I I'm that. also that person who, I just saw a YouTube video recently of this older woman, I think in the Midwest, and she literally was in the middle of a parking lot. I think there was like a hurricane happening and she was so determined 
to take her shopping cart and put it in the cart corral, uh-huh. right? In this wind, rain, snow, like horrible storm. And she just walked over there, put her cart, and that's me. I'm not kidding you. I will take a cart out of the middle of a parking lot <laughs> and put it to the cart corral. A little bit back to that type of personality <laughs> thing you mentioned earlier. Maybe a little Maybe bit. A little. All right. um, yeah. So give me a moment or two, if you would, on uh, closing thoughts, if you would, on um, what you see in our community that you would like to uh, further or something that you've not seen in our community that you would like to initiate. I think uh, Petaluma is a really amazing, tight-knit community who's also very open-minded about bringing in new energy and new people. And so it's a really great combination. But what I would love to see are all of these um, individual communities within Petaluma, because there's a lot of them. You know, we have one over at Keller Street. We have a really close-knit group of people who love to hang out together. There's a lot of those in Petaluma. How great would it be if we actually all um, opened up the doors of each of our community and did it all together, if that makes sense? So, like, creating a bigger community out of all of these little ones. And little things, mm-hmm. like, how great... Have you been to Spain? Yes. Okay. So, I spent so much time in Madrid. <laughs> I love it. I'd move there tomorrow if I could. Um, how lovely is it to walk anywhere and see people out... Talk, like strangers talking mm-hmm. to each other and having coffee together and or having a beer at the end of the night. They barbecue just, in their front yard, yeah. by the way. It's not the backyard that they hang out in. It's the front yard. I feel like we should open up our sidewalks, our streets, our storefronts. And I want to walk down the street and see all of the people having a drink together. Um, I don't know, talking about yeah. the book that they bought from the bookstore. Just like... Socializing together, right. all of us. Perfect. That and where does that start, Danielle? Keller Street Concert. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. I'm going to put. I'm not kidding you. I think I'm going to put a cornhole game like right out in front of our store, Perfect. I've so got people it. just to come start tossing to in the beanbags. I'm ready to bring it down. I've already got mine ready to roll. We'll so. be we'll baby Absolutely. step number one. It all starts with us, me. You know, you. Let's all do it together and make it happen. Well, that is a wrap for the greater good. Danielle, thank you so much for being of here course. today. Thank you for having me. Yeah, hugely really appreciate it. We're going to have you back again because I want to get with David Sturt, talk about what we're going to do with the high school. and oh, can't wait. There. So we're going to make that happen as well. So thank you so much for listening again to the greater good at KPCA LP, Petaluma, California, 103.3 FM.